Carol O'Foury. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till 12. East Coast Radio. It is KZN's number one hit music station. If you're just joining us, welcome. The name's Carol O'Foury. And as I mentioned earlier, we will be having this discussion around load shedding and how it's impacting a world you wouldn't have thought it is, right? Well, load shedding has been interrupting the availability of some of the data instruments for the South African Weather Service. So that potentially means that that could affect uh, the Weather Service's ability to correctly predict the weather that's coming. And of course, a province like ours, KZN, we need to know. We've had some serious disasters that have cost so many lives in this province that having a heads up on any weather situation will absolutely help us. So to speak more about this, we've got the CEO from the South African Weather Services, Isham Abida. Hi, Isham, how are you? Um, good morning, Carol. I'm very well, thanks to yourself. Good, good, good. I mean, this is kind of, it came a little bit as a shocker uh, because we yeah. know load shedding affects our daily lives and work and all these things, but I never for a second thought how it's affecting the South African Weather Service. Can you unpack for us? <laughs> um, sure. Um, just like all our South African citizens, you know, we, we have equipment that needs electricity. Mm. And if there's no electricity, you have non-functional instruments. Um, the other issue also with, um, you know, electricity is things like surges. Um, if you have a surge, for example, it could cause damage to instruments. And as you can well imagine, some of our instrumentation is quite sensitive in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have issues in terms of some of our instruments needing time to recalibrate. And that can sort of take anything from between 30 minutes to four hours at a time. So if you have load shedding it impacts on that instrument's ability to provide data. Sure. Um, so there, there are sort of varying degrees of um, how it impacts, and there's different um, observational instruments as well as sort of remote sensing instruments, and they are impacted differently. So um, it's not a situation where, you know, um, because of load shedding, we completely can't do any forecasts or we can't forecast severe weather. Yeah. Um, you'll know that in, in the recent months, we, we have issued several warnings. Um, even at the time of the flood, we issued uh, warnings beforehand um, in relation to the severe weather that was coming. And I think the most recent was the wave action uh, and activity that took place as well. So right. it's not like we cannot issue these warnings. And I want to um, clearly state to the public that we will... Um, be able to do that. And we have different methods according to which we can do that. Um, So, for example, the instrumentation, I mean, we've got radars. We use satellites as well Mm -hmm. for weather prediction. Um, We have uh, automatic weather stations, uh, rainfall stations. We also have an upper air network with the hydrogen balloons that assist us in getting um, uh, meteorological information. And then we also have a lightning detection network. So the cross-functionality between all these different um, instruments um, help us to, you know, with our weather prediction because we use modeling to predict the weather. Mm. And in addition to that, um, we also have very close relationships with international uh, partners and and. For example, the UK Met Office, and we use their model um, primarily when we do our predictions. Um, so we have very close relationships with them, with the US uh, um, Meteorological um, Association um, known as NOAA. And then we also have um, ties with Europe. Um, so particularly we use the data from the um, satellites in Europe, um, mm-hmm. called UMETSAT.
Yeah. So, um, so should we be worried? Should we be worried? Because no, when no. I saw this, I got worried. <laughs> no, definitely not. And I mean, um, if if you look at the way the, uh, the the warnings that we have issued in, the, as I said, over the last probably twelve months, you'll see that we were on target. Um, obviously, um, you know, you do work with historical data and modeling, so we're never 100%, 100% um, accurate in that regard. Mm. If you believe in God, it's all, all, also in the hands of God. Mm. Um, but f- from a scientific perspective, um, you know, we we do our best in terms of the algorithms and the modeling yeah. to ensure that we can supply that information. So, um, you know, I, I want to um, categorically state there's no reason to worry. Okay. Um, we, we've put in contingency measures. And I think they will be sufficient to ensure that we protect um, lives and livelihoods as the South African Weather Service. Right. So this situation of load shedding affecting and hampering your work, it just basically makes your work a lot harder. Not that you can't execute um, your work. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You've got it right. All right. And we also have to go and do things like buy batteries and generators and diesel and um, you know, put in uh, automatic voltage regulators so we don't damage our instruments. And so, so there's a lot of um, work, additional work and additional money that we have to spend to make sure that we protect our instruments and that we can have, uh, provide the service, the mandatory service to, to our clients and customers and, more importantly, citizens. I love that. Okay, you've allayed all my fears. I was just so worried. Um, but that clarity really, I think, sits well with everybody. We know that, yes, there is the situation of load shedding affecting how what, what happens, but it doesn't affect the outcome of what we get. You're still able to predict the weather. You're still able to give us a heads up. You're still able to give us foresight of any possibility of any weather disasters, which is brilliant. Anything else that you want to clarify that the media may have got wrong with this particular situation? Um, not in particular. The only thing that I saw in some of the media articles was that they um, cited our board chairperson as Ms. Mahomola, Nana Mahomola. And in fact, we we have a new board chairperson, and her name is Fiziwe Henke. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, but other than that, I, I think um, they mostly got it right. Um, but I think you've, you've put it very eloquently, Carol, and... Um, yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself. Ah, oh, you're the best. Well, thank you so, so much, Isham, for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. And just out of interest, is Sunday going to be nice? We have to watch the, the rugby moss. I must be honest, uh, um, I haven't looked yet. <laughs> I've had too many interviews asking me about whether ESCOM's affecting my... There we my, go. Uh, <laughs> I guess my next phone call is to ESCOM. No load shedding, please, on Sunday night. How to combat... <laughs> Thank you so much, Isham. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for everything you're doing there at the South African Weather Service, yeah? Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's the CEO of the South African Weather Service, Isham Arbida. Just clarifying for us that, yes, load shedding is happening. It is affecting um, some of the, the equipment that they use. But with that happening, it's not affecting them able to send us information. They're just working extra hard, being innovative and getting all the extra equipment to make sure that the, the equipment they use to give us these readings is not severely affected. So that has given me a... <sighs> Carol O'Foury, weekdays 9am till 12, East Coast Radio.